Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one third the price of branded labels. McAvoy Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast. Because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the McAvoy Super Value GEA Podcast brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be looking back over the weekend's action in the McAvoy's Under 20 Football Championships. We're also going to be taking a quick look back over the three Under 13 Football Championship finals that have taken place and have a look back on Killigarry Minor Ladies and their success in the Ulster Quarter Final. Um, to look back all over all of this, I'm delighted to be joined by the man who has the most knowledge about Cavan GEA current affairs it's Paul Fitzpatrick no, it's you <laughs> we'll we, we share the spoils I'll, I'll accept the draw on this one but the uh, the, the under 20s championship kicking in um, is it just very quickly before we dive into the results is the format the right format given every team three games or four is it four games um, yeah, before I, I, a knockout I think we've made a mistake in Cavan in switching the minor back to under 17 um, I think that's because at the end of the day the, the minor county panel is picked basically from the development squads coming through and other players that might stand out in club football get called in for a look mm. but that wouldn't change if the minor championship was under 18 from what I'm hearing talking to people in clubs there's the dropout rate has increased a lot since this has, has happened so you have a three year gap you know, at, at the one age group where, where at the age where lads are getting changes to their lives, they're going to college, I mean, they're starting mm. driving and they're going out and, and football can sometimes fall through the cracks there. So I think that needs to be looked at. But I think the, it's good that, that there's more games in the Under-20 Championship. The Under-20, like, where, where I'd have liked it maybe would have been that if if the inter-county Under-21 had remained, you were looking at the exact players at the end of the year that were going to be playing the Under-21 the following year. You don't have that advantage anymore. You're and the same with the under seventeens. By taking the under seventeens and putting them to eighteens, and basically even up the odd numbers in the competition, as in twelves, fourteens, sixteens, and eighteens, your under sixteen championship then is the feeder competition for. It's almost like your county trials. You know, your 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 under eighteen championship then is a feeder for the county on the 20s panel. You know, it it would make more sense. I think it was a bit rash by, by Cavan to jump onto that rather than stay with the even numbers. Yeah, it's, it's it sounds good in theory, but it's the law of unintended consequences. And one of those consequences is that you that you lose players. Yeah, and, and we've both heard from a lot of clubs that while well, we're struggling to field an under-20 team because a lot of lads just that weren't fit to play senior football you know, fell off the wagon. Uh, they're they're gone off the off the GEA gravy train now at this stage, and they're 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 kind of looking. It's hard to get them back. Yeah, when you lose them, it's like anything else. When you lo- when you break a habit, habits are hard to break. When you break them, it's hard to get back into them. Would you Would you then, if you increase the under seventeen to an under eighteen age group, would you then increase the age group of eligibility for senior football? Oh, this that is where we could fall out. <laughs> Um, I think 17 year olds are well able to play 
senior football. I think, I think we're in agreement on that. Yeah, I think yeah. that I think that's nuts. It was a really bad move that, and it was a lazy move. It was a move that was brought in to ease the fixtures crisis, but it's had a, a drastic uh, effect. Mm-hmm. Like you've clubs there that are. I was talking to one fellow in the club, and he was telling me that they're they're waiting on five lads. They're really low on numbers. But the five lads coming through next year out of their under seventeen team couldn't pay them this year. But like, it was, why not? Like the lads themselves are mad to play. They're yeah. well fit for it. Um, yeah. They should have been let, let play. But th- th- he's hoping that the five of them will, will play because yeah. you never know with a year not much football. But anyway, the, the, I I think the under twenty is good. More games is is good. Talking to um, Jody Clark, he was telling me about a player that he has a Maher Clun. Um, I can't remember his name, but he was playing reserve football. He was eligible for it, and he's playing senior football, and he's playing maybe one of the underage grades. He reckons he's played over 40 games this year, this fella, and he's absolutely playing out of his skin. Yeah. Um, talking to another coach a couple of days ago, and he was making the point to me that you can do all the training you want, but you need games, and we don't play enough games in Cavan. You, you take, what club was it? Um, the, the, I think it's Lacken, who were, who were ninth in the senior championship. So they were knocked out, you know, September, early September. Um, of the senior championship to play their relegation playoff, they have no, they have no football now for seven or eight months. Oh, definitely next April first, yeah. first week in April when the league starts up again, that's it. So, so it they, like they were the worst example, I think, in the senior because um, no they, relegation playoff. They, no, they got yeah. one relegation game, and they were so they were the earliest team finished. I'd say they didn't have a quarter final. They won. Oh, sorry, they didn't have a relegation they didn't have, game. No, yeah. no, no, because they finished ninth. Yeah, so they, they were gone since probably end of August, early September. So you're talking about September, October, November, December, January, February, March. And and, and then starting April, seven months. Seven months. It's no, seven clean no. months, no no competitive football. So how, c- how could you look at that and say, is there any fella in Lacken that's going to improve between now and next April? You're 100% right. More games will definitely improve you. I, I think we're in agreement with that, regardless but of what the argument <laughs> is. But <laughs> the point being, bring it to Kerry. We'll hear, and, and anybody who follows the club scenes nationally, watch Kerry GA on Twitter. There will be all kinds of football league games, there will be under 20 games, there will be minor games in December. And, and divisional championships. Like it's I remember reading about the North Kerry final being played on Stephen's Day. Absolute, absolute killing field. The North Kerry final and those division finals, there's serious tradition in them. And real physical stuff Christmas people were home they could hardly hold a crowd for these these games between yeah. clubs in North Kerry I don't see what's wrong with it I know we're all we've been saying like it's great to get the leagues finished but again unattended consequences what do you do like, mm. like there has to maybe be, be a balance well, well see maybe maybe that's the difference in it that in those counties in the Kerrys and, and the counties that have football going right into the winter they have the appetite for football right into the winter. Maybe in Cavan, we just don't have enough people who have the appetite to go to football matches 12 months of the year. Yeah, or play them, yeah. Or play them, exactly. Yeah. So, but it's anyway, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a tricky one, that. It is a tricky debate. I, I have to say, I do agree with more games in the Under-20 Championship. I think it, it is a better... It's, it's a more attractive competition for players to play in. You have had the consequence of those players that you mentioned, the overage for under-17s and, and too small or maybe not physically ready for senior football yet. Those lads, more games for them might, at under-20, might give them more of an opportunity to go and play football. So I think it's, well, it's to, a to good fa- option. To be fair, the county board did run an under-20 league as well, didn't they, back in the, earlier in the year? Yeah, well, they, they tried. Did it actually come through with it, did yeah? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, yeah, okay. well, it did, yeah. Right. I think I, I think I remember Den winning one division in it. 
um, Kingscourt maybe were in a final. <coughs> okay. I think, or maybe Kingscourt beat Den. Or that, that was one game I think I attended, but they did. Yeah. So okay. like, th- that, it's good. That, that is good. More games, the better. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think so. Another quick, quick idea. Just when we are talking about at, at, you know things, more games. I think that the gap between our minors playing their their club league. And then when they play the championship, it's far too big. And I have an idea that I, I, I can't see why you can't work in Cavan. Take your county players, let them develop and, and, and do, their, do their county stuff. Put up six regions and, and have a regional competition during that period so that you, you can have football for any player who wants to continue to play football throughout that. It doesn't have to be, you know collective trainings all the time the clubs can train on their own come together for those regional games at the weekend and play play you know East Cavan against West Cavan North against Central whatever way you want to do it but that it's it's without the county players and it it filters up or fills up that gap that those players got no football in the in the whole summer and we've we've watched that for a few years now those players have been neglected and the fact that they can't go up and train with senior because it's a waste of time for them has hampered them even further. Something has to fill that gap. That's been the way for a long time. Like I remember playing under sixteen football myself, and not cl- not playing a match in June, July, or August. Yeah, I, I distinctly remember we played our last league match against Kildallan, and it was <coughs> it was played in May, and the championship wasn't until September. So you had the whole mm. summer there, you had no football. Yeah, it, those those gaps have to be cleaned up. I, the, and o- I think the only thing was you could go and train that time, which we had a senior and a junior team in Red Hills, and. And lads in the last year under sixteen, we used to go and train with them. And I actually, I think we played junior. Oh, you could, yeah, yeah, you could play junior. And well, like definitely at my age, you, 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 fifteen. In fact, fourteen, you could play. Yeah, so like at least at least you had that option. Like, yeah, that's gone it's, now too. It's something worth looking at, though. We need to keep football coming for all levels of ability. You know, I think it's important. Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Anyway, moving on to the McAvoy Super Value Under 20 Division 3 Championship. Two results in this one. Bally Hayes um, lost out to Cuhullins 2 6 to 113. Um, a, a, a name coming up on the Cuhullins score sheet there that, well, the second name doesn't, uh, doesn't take any second glances to know he's a scorer. Young Dowie is is following in Evans' footsteps. Uh, they're brothers, are they? I think they're brothers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if he's anything like Evan, he's going to be a good player. Um, seemingly, Gary O'Rourke had an outstanding game in goals for for um, Bally Hayes, so that probably kept Bally Hayes in the game. But th- that division that division is tight. I think there's only five teams in in that uh, yeah. division three, but it's tight. Yeah. Well, it seems to be um, Balinya have uh, a win. And a loss and a draw. Cuhullins have the same. Templeport have a win and a loss. So you know there's there's very little between the sides. Ballyhays and Den are the other two sides that make it up. Ballinatlick now um, at the weekend they had a great win against Templeport, five fourteen to one eight. Uh, Cormac Timoney with two six two three from play. Kyle Tyler at one one. Thomas Smith with two four 
Thomas De Bun. One, one three. So, so there's a good picture of him in the set this week. He's after scoring uh, five goals in his first two games in that competition. Do you know what? And and I know. Look, as some people say, well, look at this. It's Division Three at under twenty. When I go to these games, and you know, you're looking at lads that have played well in the senior championship. You're you're expecting them to stand out again. And um, by reading that report, Cormac Timoney and uh, and and Thomas Smith are standing out. They're they're stepping up each time, like two six and two four. There's a lot of senior players in that band, yeah, team. Like you'd imagine, based on that, Kyle Tyler. They might have cut their. They might have been well able to cut in Division Two. Yeah, it's hard to judge, but um, I you probably have to make them favourites now at this stage in the in that competition. Yeah, definitely so. Um, on the Templeport side, Nisha McKenna seems to be stepping up four points, three from freeze. Nicodine McKernan, who of course was on the Cavan on the uh, 17s panel last year. And Joe Kiernan had a very good game in goals. Again, he's a former McGrory Cup player, isn't he? He played with some Pats, I yeah, believe, in goals. Uh, you could be right on that, yeah. I think he's they, Ben's they, younger brother. They got off to a great start, or 1 2 to no score up for Balna. Yeah, I think scored something like 2 6 unanswered. Um, so, Balignan, I think, the team to beat in that division. Yeah, looks like it. This weekend, we'll see Balignan take on Den, 12 o'clock on Sunday in Cross Keys, and Templeport will host Ballyhays at 2 o'clock on Sunday in St. Aidan's in Templeport. Um, moving on to the Division 2 results from the weekend. Killigarry 3-10, Killan Gales uh, 7 points. That was a good win for Killigarry. Oshin Brady seems to be the player standing out. Uh, yeah, I don't think it was Killan that played, was it? It was, it was. Um, no, that was, sorry, it was my apologies. Killigarry drew Kingscourt. It was a draw. Yeah, I'm one thirty the previous week. One thirty in the two ten, and Kingscourt were were in charge there. I think um, Killigarry got five frees in a row at the end of the game to to get the draw out of it. Two from Oshin Mulvaney, two from Oshin Brady, and one from from Ben Mooney. So um, unusual to finish the game. Be five down and and come back and get a draw without scoring from play. Yeah, that's what they did. So um, looked like looked like um, looked like a good game. Now Keane Shekelin with five points from freeze. Kevin Cortis one one. Paddy Mead one one. On the other side, Ben Mooney got five points one free. For another seventeen, that's good going. Yeah, he seems to be playing. Very and he well. scored an awful lot against Castle Rahan. Was it five or six points as well? Crutchlow were six nine to two nine winners over. Um, not bride, which was a good win. Just, just going back onto the Kings Court. Look, looking on the Kings Court team, there's, there is a lot of senior players or lads that played senior this year. Um, Paddy Mead, um, Kevin Cortis, Shane Duffy, Keen Shackleton, all names that that we've seen throughout the senior championship. So there, there's maybe a good sprinkling of youngsters coming through there in Kings Court as well. Ah, there is, yeah, there is. Seems Definitely. to be, and, and and they're all getting under the score sheet as well. Sorry, just I didn't want to pass over it, the the Kings Court without commenting on it. It was, um, it's good to see that. Yeah, Crushlaw, and yet I'm hearing Crushlaw struggling with numbers at under twenties. Well, I know that Paddy Lynch and James Smith are both injured. Yeah, so like that's two massive, massive players at that level. Um, so it's a good, very good win for them against a good not bright team. Like looking through that not bright team, most of their senior team were there: DJ Cassidy, Philip Nulty. Niall McCabe, Philip McCabe, Matthew Trainer, uh, Kieran Smith, mm. Jason Riley got a hat trick in the under seventeen final, so he's a good player. I remember Callum Clark seeing him in an underage final as well, an excellent player. Yeah, so not bright, not bright. Um, have a good team there, but it just goes to show there's a lot of talent there in Crush Lad. They're missing, like, they're missing players, but they still have the likes of John Cook, Kean Boylan, uh, Emmett Boylan, Brandon Boylan, uh, Peter Smith, 
they yeah. would have all played Adam Chartis who would have been senior. county under 17 this year and a definite starter only for he, he'd done his cruciate um, last year so you know they've, they've a lot of quality in that still even with all that they're missing like from what I was told by a crush man they were rounding up people to to get that game they were ringing around going look at what you talk out for you know numbers are that low and that particular person from Chris Lowe was saying to me it is that rule that we mentioned at the start it's that under 17s or over 17s but but too young to get involved with seniors is the problem there but a good a really good win um, for Crush Law even though that jumped up into Division uh, Division 1 we'll we, we just go back to Division 2 for a second there Killan Gales 9 points Blackwater Gales 16 points a really good win for Blackwater Gales you have in the in this week's paper uh, Mr Muldoon scored more than the opposition I love that yeah it's a good score it's a good, very good 11 score 11 points was it 10, 10 from freeze yeah and, and I, I think he had double figures the first day as well he yeah. might have won 10 or won 11 so he's He's definitely got his radar very well calibrated at the minute, um, young Muldoon. Good team, looking through Blackwater Gales again, like there's loads of really good players there from from Munchaconnacht, from Mernugent, and good lads coming off the bench as well. So, um, Killan would have a good few recognisable senior players as well, but. Still missing a few. I don't see. Um, is he Sean Clark, Jody's lad? He's a, he's a, he, he was a corner forward on the senior team, really good footballer. I don't see his name there. Um, Owen Morrissey is back this weekend, but then what's the what's the the goalkeepers? Is is Aaron Smith the Shercock senior goalkeeper? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He he missed the last day, so maybe coming back. But where's um, Reese Clark? I don't see his name there. They seem to be missing. No, is, like, he still, is he still on the twenty? Yeah. I think so. Is it Rory Farrell? And definitely one of them played the last day. I remember thinking. Okay. It could have been Rory Farrell, but. They don't seem to have the luck of getting everybody together at once, unfortunately. Um, looking at Blackwater there, it kind of comes into my head when you look at um, Michael McKeown boiling goals. Big, big, strong man. Scores of 45 there. You have O'Shea's. You have, obviously, Michal Muldoon, Tiernan O'Reilly, Kent Fidojo, you know, Owen O'Shea, Hendricks. Shane Hanley. Shane Hanley. It's a good team. Like, a, a lot of good... and and. There was talk, I don't know where, where, where it's at at the minute, but Maher and Muncher Connacht maybe coming together, that would, be a, that would be a really good team, wouldn't it? Like It's sprinkled with loads of young talent that if maybe they don't come together, while I know Muncher Connacht made progress this year, I think it would be, be a bad move for both clubs. I, I understand the, there are talks between them. I was, to, I was told that there was... Um yeah, it, I, I, I don't know. See, it all depends. Like the thing is, you want to keep your identity, so yeah, that's why it's tricky. D- like, do Mahara throw their lot in and say, right, "We're much of Connacht now"? I can't see that happening, um, or vice versa. So you've got to keep your identity. Do, do they change the name of the parent club altogether? It's it's a, it's a tricky one. It's a very tricky one. I like I like the Munster Connacht McFins. Like they use that around the age. I think don't they? Like I think that's a good compromise. And 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 at the end of the day. Where either club thriving in the last decade or, or or even two decades, you know, like that's that's the point for me. I think they've an opportunity with the group of senior players currently there, and they're at a lovely age profile that they could come together and be really competitive. Maybe, maybe even senior, but intermediate level in a few years if they get all these players together playing their best. But I think separately, 
they mightn't have a huge amount of success. I don't know. I, I think Munster Connacht have have fantastic young players there in their own right. Um, they probably look at it and say, we don't need Mahara. They got to a championship semi-final this year in a very strong junior championship. They, they hockey did winners of it in the last groups, group game. Mm. And they were unlucky in, in other group games. Very unlucky. Like they, they should have beaten Shanigales out the gate, but a brilliant performance by Liam Riley and goals. You know, so Munster Connacht would probably feel they're on the right track. They've, they, Mahara, I don't know, like they've good individuals there, but again, like, you know, they're probably a long time now without winning the game. So I don't know what I don't know what what the reason for that is. Um, it's matter inter- it's for me, and I, I've stated it this year. They're, they're making progress. They're definitely getting better. You know, as this year went through, they made a lot of progress. And f- for me, I th- I think I think that they've enough they've enough young players that that could add something. I definitely think they can yeah, add. They something. can add something. They're not going to take anything away from it, but it's 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 a it's a tricky one. The the, the other big thing that's been talked about at the minute is Corla. Yeah, I know it was discussed online um, people asking us to talk about it I've been told as well um, I'm aware you're getting into this with Corla because it's a very sensitive topic but um, I've been told that there's discussions on the way that they're thinking about amalgamating yeah. now it's a different thing in Corla because as we talked about before they've only one national school and it's a very small national school with, with under 40 children in it whereas Mara have a, have a decent sized national school there hmm. and Munster Connacht the same like I sometimes used to go over coaching handball in Knock Temple National School, and there's it, there's good good numbers there, and a new school and stuff like that. So it's it's a different thing, you know. You'd imagine there's people coming into the area. Yeah, you're in the, the right side bed. of the county. Yeah, whereas there's probably not a whole pile of new families moving into Corliss Catherine area. So it's a totally different thing. Um, yeah, again, yeah. a very sensitive topic. It is. It is, and I and I understand the history of it all, and 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 why it is so sensitive. It's just. I, I look at that team and I think, you know, take out the Manusian boys who are very strong and who are definitely helping it. Um, and, and if you went even further and made a Blackwater senior team, that would compete for a senior championship. I've no doubt about it, those three clubs. But anyway, it, it's only me kind of thinking of of senior teams, you know, and these lads getting the highest level of football that they can in, in the club scene within Cavan because how many of them will go on and play county football for Cavan? Play while playing junior, you know. Yeah, it, well, it's it, difficult. It, it, it all depends on what what you view as the the function of the club. So if you take Corla, the Corla club out of that area, there's probably not much else to, to unite the community. They're probably the focal point. If you take them out of it, maybe if they lose their their um, their unique identity, maybe okay, they might have a better chance of producing a county player or two, but. You know, is that a price worth paying? It's just it's a tricky one. I understand what you're saying as well, but yeah. um, it's it's a very tricky one. It definitely is. It definitely is. But look, what I what, what I like to see to is amalgamations in the senior championship. We used to see it, like that Blackwater amalgamation when you throw Mary Nugent into it as well. Three junior clubs, you'd have a hell of a senior team. In my, in yeah. my opinion, and been given like the sacrifice for that would be that you'd have a junior championship earlier. You know, and and it has to run off and be done because I didn't. I know Drumgoon and Knockbride, I think it was amalgamated for a senior championship a few years back, but they had to play an intermediate game on a Friday or a junior game or whatever it was, and then play a senior game mm. Sunday. No time to prepare. It yeah, it wasn't with, fair on them. Maher and much Connacht as well. Yeah, uh, as a Blackwater amalgamation. So yeah. no, I I think it's something that needs to be looked at because. Well, our those standard in our senior championship needs are isn't that's just it. Yeah, and those and those players 
you know, combine together the best of those three clubs, we'll say, in Blackwater. That's well fit to compete at senior yeah. championship level. So yeah. give them the opportunity there's to a, play There's both. a history of it in Cavan. Bring it on. Like in the 70s, you two amalgamations won the championship. Like like Mary's and Aaron. And Anna. Anna. So like there's a, there's a, there is a history of it. We were mm. making lots of finals in the late. Like St. Mary's won it, I think, in 76. And we were in the Ulster final in 76 and 78. And Cavan Gales were in the Ulster club final. So like that would suggest that, that football was quite strong at the time. So I can't see what harm uh, amalgamations can do. But mm. something that yeah. maybe can be facilitated. Definitely. Second, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, that's the two games, Kings Court, Killigarry was a draw, and Killan uh, were beat by Blackwater, which means the table then on Division 2 sees Killigarry on top with two wins and one draw, Blackwater the same, um, joint top five points, then you have Lara, who only have played one game, Darren Creeve have only played one game, and Aaron Gales have only played one game, they all have one win from the one game, Kings Court stars one draw from the three games, and then St. Joe's have one loss from two games and one draw. Castle Rahan have only played one game. They're actually out tonight again, I think. Um, they play Lara on the 3G pitch at 8 o'clock tonight, so that'll be a good enough game. I think it's Lara to play. And then Kilana are at the bottom with three games played and no points on the board. Moving on to then Division 1. Uh, two, sorry, three games at the weekend. We've already kind of touched on the Crushalaw Knockbride game. So St. Aidan's against Cavan Gales. Kevin Carney done, done the report on this one for you, and he said that um, Cavan Gales pretty much done everything they could to lose it and succeeded. Yeah, basically, yeah. A, a, um, a sub, Daniel Ward, come on and, and, and got the winner. Under the 17 as well. He was on the under 16 county panel last year. Yeah, so there's four clubs involved in, in the in the St. Aidan's amalgamation so it was kind of proof that it, again about the amalgamations that Cavan Gales team as far as I know would have would have been county champions when they were under 14 I think I'm right in saying that I see Bradley O'Cage's name on it he would have been the main man back then um, but it's, it's you know four four players looking through it you've got Shane Sexton from Coothill Tiernan Riley from Drung Jeremy Carney from Coothill Killian McGahan from Coothill um Good few Coothill lads, Donald Keepock, he's from Keen Farley is Coothill. Yeah, so like probably Coothill seems to be the backbone of it, but you you do have four clubs involved in that. Uh, Tiernan Riley obviously scored six points there, three from freeze, he's drunk man. Um and then the other uh, man D- Dylan Hand, he's drum goon, isn't he? Yeah, Lorcan Hammond was man of the match. Uh, he was the County former county minor goalkeeper or sub-goalkeeper I don't know that fella now but yeah, it says a lot bells. the goalkeeper's man in the match it says a lot about how the game played out yeah yeah looks like it was it was a good performance by him like Daniel Ward coming on getting getting the winning point Jack Tully again another under 17 scoring 4 points 2 from freeze Dylan Malai I think that's his second game in a row that he's scored a penalty 1-3 at full forward and his brother Luke in the middle of the field with, with 3 points uh, 2 coming from freeze Um a, l- a lot of good players there. Evan Evan McIntyre was a player that kind of caught my eye when I watched him. That a driving corner back, you know, loved to get up the field, put the put the corner forward on the back foot. But um, that that's a good. Again, like, I know obviously Cavan Gales they've lost two now. I think in that division, but they're right to be in that division. If Cavan Gales have any ambitions of winning senior championships, they need these young lads to come through, having beaten. Or at least competed against senior teams. Yeah. I I was making the point um, th- at the weekend that there were, when Gowna beat Cavan Gales last year in the quarter final of the championship in twenty eighteen, 
there were players on the Gauna team who had never lost to a Cavangales team. Mm. They were underage players. Like, they'd never... They'd, they'd rarely played them and they'd never lost. That's the sort of confidence that Cavangales consistently had years ago where they were Division 1. And it's uh, it's something that, that those Cavangales teams needed. And maybe, I think, in fairness to the committee in Cavangales, it was a good call. Well, whether it was their call or not, it was good to put them into Division 1. I don't mind they're competitive. They've been competitive against Southern Gales and now St. Aidan's, so they'll be um, they'll be the better for this in the future. Absolutely. Um, other results in that Division 1, then the last one was a bit of a, uh, a hammer in here, which was a surprise to me. Rammer United, 5 goals and 12. Southern Gales, 12 points. Um, did you get a no, report on didn't, that? No, I didn't hear anything about that game now. Um, um, that's that's a big statement by Rammer because Southern Gales had beaten Cavan Gales in their first game um, and they've players like Kean Madden um, Oshin Pearson obviously they've, they've a lot of quality players there between the two clubs but that's that's a great result for Rammer Absolutely yeah Rammer seemed to be on the march at that, that age but they looked like favourites because they had a big win against um, Not Bride in the first right. round as well Yeah yeah puts them top of the table with four points St Aidan's second with three Crushlaw third with one win from their one game um, Southern Gales then have two points Assan Gales have one point from their one game Cavan Gales and Knockbride both two games played and no wins this weekend in that Division 1 it's Crushlaw will take on Assan Gales on Sunday at 12 o'clock Cavan Gales take on Rammer in Terry Coyle at 12 o'clock and Knockbride take on Southern Gales um, the venue's not up on that I don't know if the Knockbride pitch is, is back up and playable yet but it's at 2.30 on Sunday as well so um, I'm sure there'll be a lot of reports in next week's Anglo South from those Yeah absolutely make sure to pick it up um, Moving on just very briefly to the under 13 finals football finals which are going on at the minute in Kingspan Breffney um, I've been at the, the three finals that have been played so far started off on Tuesday evening at half six Mullahorn against Killigarry in the division five so this is both clubs second team Paul which is a credit to both clubs and, and maybe reiterating your point that some clubs have, have too many and some clubs have too few yeah yeah. but a really good win for Mullahorn at half time they were trailing by two points 2-5 two to 2-7 and they came back and won it 4-10 to 2-10 a uh, couple of names that, that stood out for me, Tyg Shields, I think he scored seven points in the middle of the field, four frees, looked a really good footballer, son of Christy Shields, so he has the pedigree. Um, goal scorers in, in this forward line for Mullahorn, Keane Lynch got two goals and John Donahue got two goals, a lot of good forwards. And a player in the back line that stood out for me was an Orrin O'Reilly, a corner back, just reading the ball really well. Those sort of, you know, the, it's man for man and it's, uh, it's, it's, you're, you're standing tight to your man while looking and all of a sudden you just break before the forward into the right area. He'd done that three or four times, read the ball, simple pass out and back to his job of man-marking. So Brilliant. Really good to watch that. Um, some, some good footballers on the Killigarry side too. There's a Paddy Brides in the middle of the field, scored one goal and two points, really athletic, and Charlie Fallon at wing forward scored one goal and five, all from open play. Really, really good, talented player to watch. A nice left-footed player in the corner uh, called Ryan Lynch. Another one to watch, but um, great to see a really entertaining game of football in the Division 5 final. Division 4 final then followed Lara, or sorry, Arva were taking on St. Fimbers at half time. Arva were leading six goals and six points to St. Fimbers, four goals and four. Jack Dobson, corner forward, or in the full forward line for 
Arva had scored 4-1 in the first half. Now that's, that's a day's work. Brilliant. Absolutely class. Evan Hewitt, another player um, in the full forward line, very effective for Arva. But in the middle of the field for me, um, I think it's Enna Ward, E for the A-N-N-A. Enna, Ward, really good footballer now, really, really athletic, very good use of the ball as well. So, um, as I said, they finished out with a big, big, win in the end 12 goals and 8 points to 6 goals and 6 of St Fimbers for St Fimbers a couple of players worth mentioning Emmett O'Reilly in the middle of the field and Ronan Flynn in the full forward line really good talented players as well so um, they're, they're the ones to watch in the Division 4 then last night in the Division 3 final it was a local derby between Hill and Shercock Shercock had been beaten in the league final by Drumlane um, and got their way back now to the championship final and at half time it was 1-7 to Coot Hill 3-7 to Shercock second half Shercock kind of pulled away a wee bit although it finished 2-16 to Coot Hill 8 goals and 12 to Shercock that's the type of scoring that, that entertains you all the time like. yeah 8-12 to 2-16 so that's 36 to 22 a 14 point win for Shercock yeah yeah and yet kind of felt close up until the last maybe 10 minutes you know Um uh, Few players that stood out. Firstly, both goalkeepers um, deserve huge credit. Max McKeown in goals for Coot Hill, a number of very good saves. And Noah Fidogen, I think it's or, or Fidogen, really good get him in, um, in, in the Shercock goal. Outfield then for Shercock, a couple of really strong athletic players. Andrew Murray, Adam Clerken and, and Adam and Andrew Hill all stood out for me and then on the on the Coot Hill side there was a few very good displays Shane McCabe in the middle of the field I thought Harry McMullen stood out really really good accurate left foot and I know he's on the 13 but he needs to work on his right if he can get his right he's a big tall athletic player and he could he could really really tear defences apart but the, the, the main standout player even though he's on the losing side for me was a player called Finn Sherlock a number 11 left footed very energetic, very small, but full of brains and full of real guts. A, a really class player, and I have to, to say. Remember. Really, really enjoyed watching that. So well done to Shercock, to Mullahorn, and to Arva on their on their victories. Tonight is the big one. It's Division One against King, Kings Court against Cavan Gales, seven o'clock in Kingsbound Breffney. If you're at a loose end, come in and watch that one because in the league final. Um, I think there was only a point or two points in it between them. And earlier on in the year, Kingscourt had hammered Cavan Gales um, in the early stages of the league. So um, Kingscourt are the form team at that division and Cavan Gales are making a real battle to try to get back and, and, and get up to the top table. So it's going to be a real cracker. Seven yeah. o'clock. I know the two McKeown twins are playing midfield for Kingscourt and their, their dad Jimmy was a great handballer in his day. So good sporting pedigree there. Brilliant. Brilliant. She'll be entertaining. So seven o'clock tonight. And then the Division Two final is next Tuesday evening, I believe. Um I'll, I'll we'll bring you details of that next week. Um moving on to the ladies scene and Killigarry are, are once again flying the flag for Cavan. Um they were out in Donegal in Ballyshannon on Sunday afternoon in the quarter final. They came away with a, a narrow victory, four goals and seven points to three goals and nine. A really good um, display obviously from them they were down at half time I believe Paul and, and, and then worked their way back into it and, and no I think I think it was uh, oh was it up at half time they were up at half time they were winning 3-1 to 2 points after 12 minutes um, Ashton Walls got a goal Aoife Lovett got a goal um, they were 4-3 to 1-5 up at half time so that's 7 points up at half time but they're under pressure oh sorry yeah 
Saturday second back half, the, the Donegal team scored 2-2. Two, two. So we left it very tight. Ashley Walls had a brilliant game. She scored 2-4. Uh, Keone Tupelato got a point. Faith Galligan 1-1. One, one. Aoife Love at 1-1. One, one. Captain Amy Galligan played very well at full-back as well. It's a great result for them because they beat, I think, four teams in the amalgamation in the county final. And to go up and beat the Donegal teams away from home a week later, brilliant result. So, again, well done, Killigarry. Yeah, they take on the Tyrone champions, Ergil Kieran, um on the 10th of November, Sunday the 10th of November. Throw-in is at 2 o'clock. It's at home, so I don't know if that's at home, is in Kingspan Breffney or home in Killigarry, but we'll try and bring you more details. Um, sorry, 10th of November, that's this weekend. This is again. it this weekend? Right, we'll, we we might find out and, and and send it out in social media. But um, whether it, whether I presume it's in Killigarry then, once it says at home. So we wish them the best of luck. It'll be great to make an Ulster final because we're, we're we're starved for Cavan clubs doing well. And, and well, it's great to get a win over Donegal. And I think at this stage, <laughs> yeah. beating them in Diddlywinks at this stage because we can't beat Donegal the last couple of years in anything. Yeah. And beating them over there. So well, well done to the Killigarry girls and all involved. Uh, an absolutely wonderful result. Um, I think that's all we've time for on this week's McAvoy's Super Value GA podcast. Unless you have any other business, Paul? No, the Breffney All-Stars were named. But yes. we can go through them at length, I suppose, next week. It'll give us something to talk about on a quiet week. Yeah, yeah. There's, um, there's all, Like anything, there's always a, a huge variation in opinion. Um, I've heard of people that we should have had on it both myself and yourself were involved in on the picking on the selection committee but uh, I've heard of people that should be on it and people that shouldn't have been on it but we can go through maybe some of the names that that aren't on it but were, were mentioned next week um, in, on, in those meetings but yeah we, we'll go through that in depth um, I want to bring your attention folks to the diehard service over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan where there's 110 episodes if you want to get great value for money $5 will get you all of those 110 episodes the latest ones where we look back over Lara United and Castle Rahan's weekend in the Ulster Championship bit unlucky for Lara and uh, Castle Rahan just fallen short and of course Killing Cares defeat after extra time against Black Hill and then before that I had an in-depth interview with uh, ca- former Cavan captain Dara McVeady which seems to have caught a lot of people's eye they, they, they like listening to Dara he very relaxed in the interview a really nice sort of conversation and gets in depth about his his love of football but but needing to find the balance right so uh, well worth a listen there head on over to patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan folks don't forget to support McAvoy's Super Value in Virginia follow them on Facebook and uh, give give their page a like because without their support we couldn't bring you this service yes it was great yes it was great yes it was great stuff and Larry has put it over the bar it was hard fast football after that you're in Cavan was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Cavan to get come back into the big time? And then the cave, and it's over the lap, and Cavan are not buried yet. Cavan doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Cavan! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah!